Validas Tool and Library Qualification Podcast with your host, Oskar Slotosch. Hello, my name is Oskar Slotosch and I am your expert in tool qualification and avoidance of tool qualification. And my name is Federica Mora and I am your friendly representative of the audience. In this podcast, we support you in building a safe infrastructure for your software development. It's about safety of tools and libraries that you can achieve by qualification. Welcome to the third episode of our second season. Yes, and today's topic is about DO330. What is it? Well, DO330 is the first safety standard for tool qualification. It's called Software Tool Qualification Considerations. Oh, okay, sounds like something very important uh, for Validas then. Yes, so um, not so much. It's an important standard. Of course, it's the first standard, which is only about tool qualification. Therefore, it's of course important. And um, But it's a, a DO standard and DO uh, standards um, are used in the avionic domains for military and civil um, airplanes. So therefore, the automotive industry is very um, reluctant in accepting those. So that is that is uh, the the reason why it's not so widely used. So uh, the uh, automotive industry has has ISO 26262, and therefore they don't want to use the O standards. And that's also really reasonable because uh, airplanes are more critical than cars because they can fall down and have catastrophic um, incidents and. Uh, therefore, these uh, airplane standards are more rigorous um, than they are um, uh, than the ISO 262 standard is. So, therefore, um, that's not so widely accepted in automotive industry. Nevertheless, uh, it's a generic standard, and ISO 26262 says uh, for tool qualification, you have four tool qualification methods. One is uh, the development according to a safety standard uh, of the tool. And in brackets they write there is no safety standard because that wasn't true. Uh, before the ISO 26262 appeared uh, a month before the DAO um, uh, 330. Um, so it was in 2011, uh, I think November and December. So, and therefore in ISO 26262 it was written there is no safety standard for tools, but now there is a safety standard for tools and that it could be used. Um, well, this is one of the four qualification methods that are that can be used in automotive software. So the others are validation, process assessment and confidence from use. Oh, okay, but so nowadays the uh, O330 is not a standard used only in the avionic domain, but uh, it in some way intertwines together with ISO 26262 in the automotive domain? Well, that's an interesting question um, um, because um, the DO330 standard has emerged from the DO178B. So DO178B is an avionic standard for software development. And uh, they had a chapter about tools and um, essentially saying you have to develop the tools in the same rigor as the software, which is a really hard requirement, but that was their saying. But then the new version from DO178, which was 778C, the new version says, okay, we want to separate out some topics 
uh, into uh, supplements. So there is a supplement for object orientation, DO332. There is a supplement for formal methods and there is a supplement for tool qualification. And um, um, they were quite clever in making the standard for tool qualification a standalone standard. So it's a full, complete standard. It's, it's not referring back to uh, the DO178C uh, saying, oh, everything else is written there. So it's a complete standalone standard. It's maybe from the structure, it's a bit similar uh, like those standards, but it's a complete standalone standard. And the only input that you need to know is the so-called tool qualification level, TQL. And there are five TQLs defined and um, five, TQL5 is the lowest and TQL1 is the highest level. And in the DO178C it's written how the TQL is determined depending on the criticality of the tools and uh, um, or on the class of the tools and on the criticality of the system. And then you have a TQL, but in the automotive domain, you could also say, well, uh, this is a code generator. It has uh, a TQL2. And then we uh, look up in the uh, DO330 how to qualify it. Because I think that is a big uh, drawback uh, that uh, in, in the ISO 26262, there is no differentiation between we qualify a tool or almost no, we, we qualify a tool for ACLC or ACLD. So if we, it's just, you say you can validate the tool by testing it um, against the potential errors, of course, but it doesn't say you which rigor to apply during testing. So shall we test until we have 100% code coverage or shall we test until we have covered every requirement once? So that's not really uh, well defined. And especially there's no difference between the ASIL A, ASIL B, C and D in the validation effort. So you just need to show that the tool complies with the specified requirements. And then it's up to you to define how rigorous you are in interpreting complies with specified requirements. And the DO330 uh, gives you very precise definitions of what to do. I was wondering, uh, how is the tool qualification level related to the TCL? So tool confidence level that we talked about uh, in previous episodes. Well, the, the tool confidence level is a result of the classification. It measures the risks that you have when using the tool while the tool qualification level is somehow a, a degree of rigor that you uh, apply when you qualify a tool. So let me, let, let me say a word on how the TQL is determined. So the TQL is determined by two things. One is a kind of the tool. So if you have a constructive tool, um, then it is a, a criteria one tool. If you have an analytical tool, like a, a static analysis tool, for example, then you have a criteria two tool. And if you have a, a verification tool, then you have a criteria three tool. And those are the more or less the corresponding classifications uh, to the tool confidence level. And then they take into account the risk class. So in what in ISO 262 is ASIL A to D, in the avionic domain is dull A for the highest level and dull D for the lowest level. So if you have a criteria one tool and you have a dull A, which is the most critical one, then you get a tool qualification level one. So if you say, if you want to qualify a compiler or a code generator um, for the highest level, then you need to go through TQL one of the DO330. 
if it's only a verification tool um, or if it's uh, only for um, dull D, then you end up with much lower levels, so TQL4 or TQL5, and there's not so much to do. So that is the correspondence between tool qualification level and tool confidence level. Good question. Maybe, do you want to give us like a short overview about the main differences between uh, ISO 26262 and uh, DO330? Well, in principle, the structure and, and then there are uh, different process identified. So there is a, a tool qualification planning process and there is a tool uh, development lifecycle process and there is a tool verification process, a tool configuration management process. There is a tool qualification assurance, QA process, and there is this certification or tool qualification liaisoning process. So those are different processes that are described within the standard. And then there are different documents that need to be provided. So from a tool qualification plan um, until a tool qualification report, which is they're called tool accomplishment summary so that you are done with the tool. So that's a bit uh, different uh, structures and then and you know in the ISO 26262 standard there are so tables where you say okay for this uh, safety level um, for safe uh, ASIL A you need to do this uh, you don't need to do this but for ASIL B and C you need to do this highly recommended so those similar tables are also in the uh, DO330 uh, and there is something um, two degrees so it's not recommended and highly recommended but it's then has to be done and has to be done with independence. So, um, and those are the different categories there. And if it, something needs to be done, then you can do it on your own. And if it's done by with independence then somebody else should do it and, and verify it in another department or something like that. For example, once we uh, were working with the Eclipse Foundation as an active member, and we, uh, of course, we were working in the field of tool qualification and the Eclipse tools and the Eclipse Foundation is not only automotive people, are also many avionic people and many railway people. And then they uh, were discussing tool qualification, how, uh, which standard shall we use for tool qualification? And then automotive people say, well, ISO 26262, we need a tool confidence level. And uh, then um, the uh, railway people said, no, no, let's take the IEC 61548 or EN 50128. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> this were, and, and uh, they were not, uh, couldn't agree on which standard to use. But uh, then we managed to get the agreement, hey, let's use DO330. So then every domain can say how, which tool qualification level they want to have the quali tool qualified. And then we use the 130 so this was agreed. And we have created a roadmap uh, how to be compliant with a tool um, and using a model-based approach, as, as we always do, up to TQL number one. So to the level one, we have created the concept how to be compliant, but we have not been working through all of this. Let, let me say another thing, though, the tool qualification level five, so the lowest level, uh, is something which is intended to be done on a black box level. So you can um, just, you don't need to look into the architecture of the tool and the configuration management and those things, almost not. And uh, therefore, this is somehow very equivalent to the tool qualification by validation, which is required from the IEC 61508 and ISO 26262. So those are all black box tool qualifications. And for DO330, it's almost also only 
black box tool qualification. So you need to know the use cases and the features which are called their tool operational requirements, which is are the use cases. So how the tool is operating and the features are the tool requirements. So that's a bit of different naming and uh, uh, people from uh, avionics done, uh, domains look a bit strange. What you have use cases here, features. I, oh no, that's our, our operational requirements and then it's clear. So it's very similar structure um, like our um, other standards, but it's just different naming. And I was wondering at Validas in particular, when it was that you had to deal with the O330 and for which kind of tools that you wanted to qualify? Well, that's of course uh, um, relevant mostly when we work with tool providers that provide their tools into the avionic domain and maybe also to other domains. So for example, and that's a public available QKit also listed on our webpage. So the, uh, the CTC tool from VerifySoft is a code coverage uh, measurement tool. And um, this is uh, used within the avionic domain and it's used within automotive domain. And uh, they have a qualification kit where you can select um, which standard to be compliant with. And of course, we um, made the process assessment uh, report um, and uh, we know how they develop it and they have some configuration management and they do QA in the right way. And so, so therefore, uh, we have applied this successfully to um, be compliant with TQL5. And uh, may I ask you what kind of tool it was? Yeah, it is a code coverage measurement tool. So it can measure the most important feature is MCDC code coverage. So we have an episode about MCDC coverage and this tool can measure it. And therefore um, it need to be used. It is a verification tool and therefore only TQL5 is necessary. So if it, if it would be something like a code guideline checker, then it is an analysis tool and uh, or a static analysis tool for uh, uh, those things. And then static analysis tool is criteria two and criteria tool um, you end, end up in TQL4 for the higher A dull level and TQL5 for the lower one. So if somebody wants to qualify a MISRA checker tool, for example, um, then we need to go to the TQL4 and um, TQL4 has much more requirements and we need to have a longer checklist. I think we have it meanwhile uh, that we can have, we do this, but this is uh, uh, then a bit more work and we need to ask more questions about the development process. And um, we are currently preparing a research project and uh, within this we can also go to TQL level three, which would uh, then of course allow us to uh, go to even higher levels. So especially also for compilers and code generators for some levels. So this would be really great if we could build QKits up to TQL level three. Cool. Sounds great. And besides tools qualifications, are there other applications at Validas for uh, the O330? Yes, there are. So um, that's a, a, a good question. And um, you know, we qualify tools and libraries. And if we qualify a tool, uh, we go through chapter 811. But if we go uh, qualify a library, we go to chapter 812 of ISO 26262. And within chapter 812, there are some things that you need to specify the library functions and you need to create test cases and you need to run them and document. And so that is a standard, uh, let's say, qualification kit. But then there is a reference 
um, the library should have been developed according to an um, international uh, standardized process. Well, and um, we we um, use the DO three hundred thirty to check um, whether the say whether the library has been developed um, according to DO three hundred thirty, which is an international standard. It's not only an international standard, but it's, but it's also an international safety standard. So it's more rigorous. Nevertheless, therefore, we use only the lowest level, and then uh, we use the TQL5 uh, checklist in order to uh, ask the library provider how he's developed the library, whether it's using configuration management system, and uh, what QA process they have, if they have component that they're using, those things. And that's a, a second way how we're using it, um, the DO330 at Validas. Wow, sounds really like a lot of work. So if I understand you correctly, then when you need to qualify a library, according to the O330, you also need to qualify the tool that was used to develop the library. Is it correct? No, that's not correct, but it, uh, it's a good question. And let me explain you that, because there's a story behind this in, in the library qualification. So if we qualify a library according to chapter 812 of ISO 26262, um, there are only requirements um, to the uh, to the functions and the test cases, but not to the coding guidelines and architecture and tools and so on and so on and so on. So um, and um, this is all somehow captured into the sentence. It has to be a, an international standard has to be used, and then they hope that these things are covered. But in principle. Um, you need to look back. The ISO 26262 is a safety standard that is derived from the IC 61508, which is the mother of all safety standards, as I like to say. And ISO 26262 is the automotive specific adaptation. And they somehow uh, said, well, uh, well, let me let me say in, in the other words. So in the uh, IC 61508, there is a chapter for library qualification which is about, uh, which is called the root 3S. So you can take an existing library and go through root 3S, which is a simplification uh, of the safety standard. So not everything needs to be done, but honestly, almost everything. So it's not a big simplification. It's a lot of things to do. And we, when we qualify a library, usually we do it only for ISO 26262, but for IEC 61508, we would have to do much more we can meanwhile do this, but um, currently in automotive uh, applications, that's not required and not uh, not uh, requested or not paid from the customer. So therefore, there is a big difference uh, between um, qualifying a library according to ISO 26262 and IEC 61548. And some safety experts consider the whole chapter 812 of being a risk in the safety standard and shouldn't be applied and so on and so on. Nevertheless, it exists and uh, it is used and uh, many people are doing this. And that's exactly one difference is you don't need to qualify the tools when you uh, develop or qualify a library. Of course, the tool, once you, when you, you, once you build the product, the safety uh, software and so on, the tool has to be qualified, but only for the compilation of the library, it does not need to be qualified. And uh, do you personally agree with this approach? Like, do you feel safe enough by doing this? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel compliant with, and that's that's an important thing. So I do what the standard requires to do. 
Um, and by the way, uh, um, we know the different TÜVs. So there is TÜV Nord and there's TÜV Süd. And uh, we, have, we are working with both of them. And TÜV Nord says, yes, we um, can certify that the library is, uh, um, is good. Uh, according to part 8.12, we do this. And TÜV Süd says, we don't do this. So if some customer asks for us, can you, um, of course, we qualify the library for him, but some customers want to have a TÜV certificate. And this time we say, okay, we can't go to TÜV Süd. We go with the library to TÜV Nord. We can go to TÜV Süd with other uh, things, but um, that's uh, um, a difference between the TÜVs, a small but an important one. Okay, so that's it for today. Today we learned the DO330 is a, a safety standard from the avionic domain. It has different tool qualification levels, TQL 1 to 5, and it's uh, imp important for uh, us at our daily work at Validas. Maybe, maybe in the future I will ask Frédéric Proton, who is one of the main authors uh, of the DO330, and I know him quite well, and to discuss a bit more of uh, how it's really applied in the avionic industry, because we just uh, read it and use it in automotive uh, standard, but TQL1 is something um, which is almost impractical to do. And uh, I think there are some workarounds um, to reduce uh, uh, um, the criticality. Oh, that's an important thing. I need to say it. Um, uh, next episode, we will talk about uh, uh, some ways to avoid and reduce tool qualification. So this will be next episode. And one part of DO330 is an FAQ. There is an FAQ uh, that people uh, frequently ask question. Um, can we reduce the tool qualification level? So can we come up with a tool that should have TQL1, but can we reduce it to TQL2, 3 or 4? And there's an answer saying, yes, you can do it, but you have, of course, to agree with your certification authority that it is okay. And at least you have to have, for every potential error of the tool, you should have a, a measurement, a mitigation in place that this would be detected. If you have something like this, then you can start negotiating to reduce the tool qualification level. And that's exactly what ISO 26262 is doing with the tool classification and the tool confidence level and so on. And therefore the approaches are quite similar, but I don't have really practical experience with the certification authorities, how much they uh, are uh, discussing and reducing this level. So maybe Frederick has, and I hope to have a, an episode with him. Yeah, that would be great. Looking forward to your uh, chat with Frederick then. And thanks to all our listeners for joining us. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact us at podcast at validas.de. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. And don't worry about qualification. Be happy with Validas.